The number one false belief that people have about awakening is just one thought. One simple thought that most people have. So that's pretty powerful. And that thought is, I cannot do it. I will never be enlightened. You know, just just look around you. Most people, they don't really believe that they will ever awaken. And then, of course, it will never happen. But when I was young, I did believe it. And it still wasn't enough. Because apart from that belief, the thought, you know, I can do it, there's one other thing that you need to have. And that makes all the difference. So, let me tell you what it is. We are in the middle of a spiritual revolution and we know we need to change. But what are the secrets to spiritual growth and awakening? How do you get rid of the false beliefs and dogmas that no longer serve you? How do you see through your own spiritual BS? I'm Alex Vergale, aka the Dutch Taoist, and welcome to my podcast. I was 23 and there was only one thing I wanted. I wanted to be enlightened. I was inspired by Yogananda. He he wrote his autobiography. I read it when I was 22. And he described enlightenment, what they call samadhi. He described it very clearly in his book. Uh, he wrote a poem about it. And uh, it's about you know the whole universe as an ocean of joy. And then being that ocean. So I was I was young and I thought that's what I want. Now Yogananda describes the whole path towards enlightenment as being pretty easy. You know, just do so many Kriya breaths and you'll get there. It would depend of course on the karma that you have, just uh, but you just practice like eight hours a day and with a little bit of karma. Kriya practice uh, would get you there in uh, in about three years. And if you have more karma, it's like six years or 12 years or 24 years. But then you're done. It's it's scientific. That's how he explained it. It's scientific. So I, I thought, that's great. You know, just meditate 12 hours a day and I'm all set. How hard could it be, you know? Well, it turned out pretty, pretty hard. And the frustrating thing was I had the willpower, you know, I had the energy. I, I mean, I was all I was all pumped. I wanted this badly. And that in itself may be already, you know, it was a sign that, you know, why did I want it so badly? Why did I want this whole life experience karma thing to be over with as quickly as possible? In the last podcast, I, I talked a little bit about psychology and spirituality. Well, this was a sign that I think I needed to look at my issues. But I was so young, so I started meditating like crazy. I just went for it. And then my body started to react. First, there was peace and joy and all that, and and that was nice. So Kriya Yoga is a a great technique. But then, the first thing that happened, I couldn't sit on the floor because my hip hurt like hell. So I had to sit on this little wooden meditation stool or bench or what do you want to call it. I didn't like that because I wanted to be a real yogi. I didn't want a wooden thing 
you know, I want to be able to go into the desert and just sit on the sand and just become enlightened. But uh, then I sat on this wooden thing, and then my tailbone started hurting. And not just a little bit, but big time, real pain. And it lasted for months. So I had to sit on a chair, like an old guy. I thought it was terrible, you know, but I had no choice. And even on the chair, if I meditated too long, I would start having pain in my tailbone again. Glowing heart pain. So, of course, looking back, that's exactly what a first chakra is, you know, the tailbone. That might be a sign of not being grounded. And Kriya Yoga doesn't exactly help you to ground. But it got worse. You know, in Kriya Yoga, you roll up your tongue. Couldn't do that. My tongue started to tighten and vibrate, and for days I couldn't talk properly if I rolled it up for more than five minutes. So I had to sit in a chair, couldn't roll up my tongue, which is an impediment if you want to go deep inside in Korea. It was so frustrating, and I felt even humiliated, you know, as a yogi. <laughs> I couldn't do even the, you know, the basic stuff. And then the worst thing. This, this uh, mind-body split, as I now call it, because now I know that's what it is, that started to become a real problem. Now, the more I meditated, the more I became detached, but not in a good way. You know, I couldn't feel my own body, couldn't feel my emotions, and it felt awful, awful. And I started to think, should I be even doing this? I didn't understand because this was this was the goal of life. That's what they taught me. You know, this the enlightenment. That's why we're all here on, on this earth, you, to be enlightened. So why was it so difficult? And I was angry, you know, because most people I knew, even the spiritual ones, they didn't have the ambition that I had. And I knew you need that kind of ambition. Because uh, Ramakrishna said, if a man is pushed on the water and he can't breathe, if you want enlightenment that badly, like a man fighting for breath, you know, then you're going to get it. And only then. And I thought, you know, that's me. You know, that's exactly how I feel. I want this. I want this so badly. But the more I wanted it, the worse everything got. And then I read this quote by Yogananda. You know, he said, the most important obstacle to enlightenment is just one thought. And that thought is, I can't do it. One thought, so powerful, I can't do it. Now, Yogananda was a great teacher, and I know he really meant this. I, he knew this to be true, because he kept repeating it to his students. He kept driving this point home. But it didn't seem to be true for me. You know, I wanted it. I believed. I believed I could get there. Maybe there was some unconscious belief that I wasn't worthy, subconscious belief, or anything like that. But actually, I don't think that was it. I think it went even deeper. I think it was a lack of trust. My ego did not trust the whole process, you know. Didn't trust to get there. 
I believed I could do it. I didn't have the emotional issues where I didn't believe I earned it or something like that. But I thought I had to work real hard for it. You know, and that's exactly what the ego is. It doesn't feel uh, at home in the world and it doesn't feel confident. So the ego itself was a problem. Believing you can do something, you know, that doesn't mean you have to keep striving and striving and striving. In fact, usually is the opposite. People who try to do this from their ego with willpower and they strive and strive for it, they use their willpower from a sense of lack, lack of trust. And then it never happens. Now, don't get me wrong, you know, willpower in the spiritual path, uh, it is necessary, of course. You know, you need discipline, you need willpower. But the motivation from deep within you know, the basic attitude should be one of trust. And once you let go, because you trust yourself, you know, you trust your own spiritual process, you trust the universe. And then, you know, then it happens. And it never happens in a way that your ego could plan, could strive for, or visualize. If the ego could visualize what enlightenment is, then in that moment you would be enlightened. So for me the key is that believe that you can, which will separate you from a few billion other people. You know, you have to believe it. You know, think about that. Do I really believe that I can do this? And try to find that belief in yourself. And then I think the most important thing is to trust it to trust the universe and trust yourself because you, you are the universe. And that's it. That's what I wanted to share. So thanks for listening. And uh, if you want to, please subscribe. Bye.